0: What they say. When the moon hits your eye
1: like a... All right, we're back and the second episode of the Dago Express podcast. A lot of people didn't think you were going to make it. Not going to lie to you. Uh, I think that you uh you were on the the down the People thought that you were going to go one time and then you were going to quit. But hey, here you are. And I knew you weren't a quitter. It's the uh, Dago Express podcast, episode two, Jimmy Pilato and
0: Nick Pilato. Uh Yeah, you're going to. You're yeah, still I, pushing I, I caught myself there. I almost caught myself. Dumb. It's glad to see everybody had a lot of faith in me. I was just giving you oh. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I no, you That hated. was no. Why would I tell you that I
1: if I was serious? Oh, oh, oh. I'd have just fired
0: you. Again, you can't fire me. It's a 50 50 thing here. Who edits the podcast? Who runs the social media?
1: Okay, I could still put out a podcast without a social media. I don't have a social media right now, as it is, anyways. I'm suspended. Touché. I'm in Twitter jail. I said, "Douche." Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Not not having quite as much fun as I was before. But hey, it's it's another week, and I, we're recording this the day before it comes out. Last week, we recorded a few days before it came out, and it just wor- worked out that. Now we get to sit on the patio, the sun's going down. It's beautiful Colorado weather. There's not a whole lot that could be said that could make this a whole lot better. If we had a PlayStation set up out here. Maybe. Did, did you do see that
0: easily? Did you see today that uh, people are still not getting their PS5s? There's still some sort of a holdup on people trying to order PS5s. Really? Mm-hmm. People like pre-ordered them and, and still haven't gotten them. That's crappy. Mm-hmm. If I spent 500 bucks on a on a gaming system, I would want it. Right away. Now that I've been waiting, a, a, what a year! It came out, in yeah, April of last probably, year, yeah. something like that. I don't know.
1: It's weird. Before we go any further, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow the podcast? Since you do run the social media, I'll let you handle that.
0: Yeah. So on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us at Dago Express. Um, both of them. We're we're doing our best trying to keep up with all the episodes and everything like that. Uh, I know it's only episode two. Uh, and we don't have very much posted quite yet, but we're working on it. We're, we're moving through. We're trying to put content out for you. And uh, if you want to follow us, then you can follow us there at Dago Express. Get off my back, people. I have like six
1: podcasts. I am grinding. I'm, I'm just happy to be here and happy to help the ball club at this point. Um, and yeah, apparently it's a good thing that I don't run any of the social medias because we might get them kicked off of social media. But anyways, other than that. What's been up in the last week? Let's let's update the people on what's been going on, and then we can get into some of the topics that we wanted to discuss because we've actually we've we came prepared this time. We came prepared last time too, but we talked about superheroes for 45 minutes. So what's what's been new in the past week that you feel is pertinent to share?
0: Um I mean, really not a whole lot. Uh just kind of getting everything ready for the trip. I am supposed to start a new job on Wednesday. Um working with you and dad and Roxy at uh, Um Very excited for that. And uh, it's going to be something different than I've done in the past. So I'm, I'm always happy to learn new new things and kind of go through those outlets a little bit. But yeah, I mean, other than that, pretty much same old, same old. Um, had a couple people over on Saturday and hung out for a little while and Had a good time trying to play Guess the Song against everybody, even though when we got to the 80s, mom and dad were kicking our asses. Speak for yourself. Jimmy. Speak for yourself. Jimmy. I can sing all of those songs. I know, and so can I. But sometimes the words, or not the words, the name and the artist just don't come as quickly. I I didn't realize, I I guess I should have, but I didn't realize that the way that me and you can pick up on songs like that that are kind of like in our – favorite memory bank mom and dad do the exact same thing like just as fast that's what i never realized until saturday yeah we're also not very good at lyrics or song titles so well i mean we're good at misheard lyrics
1: (laughs) yeah i told you one that was pretty i'm not going to repeat it on the podcast because i don't want everybody to turn it off um the best one that i've had is early bird because Ozzy Osbourne liked to play on the playground apparently before he did his concert. So I used to think that he said early bird on- uh, Like
0: he was playing uh, recess football. Yeah. And
1: uh, I think the best roast that I had about that, you guys were pretty good, but I sent it into one of the other podcasts that I listened to because they like, they get emails from listeners, which might be something that we, we might be able to look into at some point. But I sent in an email and I said, you know, I always thought that he was saying early bird and not all aboard. I didn't, I didn't put two and two together all aboard the crazy train. I thought the train could have been early. And then the best roast that I heard was they went, so Ozzy's just like a very punctual drug addict. Like he's going to get messed up, but he's going to get messed up at 7. a.m. And if he's early, you know, if you're on time, you're late 15 minutes early. You're, you're on time. So that was probably my best misheard lyric we might be able to incorporate something like that. We have a few ideas for different segments and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's for, from my point of view, I have my next practice. I'm coaching, uh, helping coach the offensive line for a fourth grade Creek youth football team, which is maybe going to be the death of me because who knows what's going to happen. I enjoyed it the first time, but I have to, uh, figure out how to communicate to nine-year-olds and
0: I'll be honest with you it's not a skill that I'm very good at no something that you're gonna have to pick up on the fly it seems like yeah that's why I I love love watching um and and love helping out with the with the younger teams but that's why I didn't do early childhood education because I knew I wasn't going to be able to handle
1: yeah, and when you brought up your theoretical calculus in the kindergarten class, they would have started crying even more than the seniors in high school do.
0: Yeah, pretty much. They, they, I don't know. Either way, I also kind of pictured myself standing there in a kindergarten classroom, and it was it was like kindergarten. And somebody pooped their pants, and then you had to be like, wait a second, did I poop my pants?
1: And then you got to stand up in front of the class. All right, who did it? I'm not mad. We're just going to get you cleaned up. I'm not mad. I'm just concerned, I'm just aggravated. And it stinks in here, so I want to get out. Uh bless elementary school
0: teachers' hearts. They put seriously, up with a lot. of They they are they there's a special place for all of them. It, it, they are saints. Yes. I can't I can't even even just those couple days that or a couple times when we went with Uncle Ryan to take your kid to work there or I whatever. I those. No, I, I would not tell you it, that I hated them, but yeah, but it was. We grew up a lot differently than some of these other kids. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of a culture shock, I guess, but it I was. I don't think all... they would have cried if they got a misconduct. No, like you. I don't, I don't know. It might have been like, oh, my older brother got two. I'm going to go for three just to beat him. Yeah. Uh, what's the most disgusting thing you can remember that happened in your elementary school class? I have a couple. One of them is embarrassing for me, one of them is just a gross story. Oh, in my element. Is mean kindergarten? Sure. Is that considered that counts, element? So really, okay. Yeah. Um. I so, for one reason or another, I can't really remember why, but there was a a guy. I think his name might have might have started with a C. I can't remember the name. I've been hitting the head a lot. Okay. So so we're going going with Colton. That's Colton is in your in your kindergarten class. Yeah, I mean, could have sounds pretty close at least. But, Continue. Um. We were sitting all like in the area where our teacher would read to us and like use the easel to get us to know how to draw letters and stuff like that. And he straight up, we're all sitting there. He he pulls the back of his pants down so that you can see his his ass, and he thinks he's gonna fart. He thinks it's hilarious that he does that, and and is gonna fart, but then he ends up. No. He ends up starting to poop. And all of a no. sudden, oh. no, seriously. And then you know how they used to have the the bathrooms in the classroom. Uh huh. It was he, it was occupied, right? No, it oh. wasn't. He got lucky, but he he ended up having to jump up. And our teacher was like, "What the heck?" All she sees is this little kid butt running across the classroom. And he ends up going. He he gets into the bathroom, but nobody sat in that on that part of the rug anymore. Yeah, he sat on the rug. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, did they call in the custodian? Did you guys tell her, hey? Uh, I don't. thought he was gonna fart and he ended up pooping a little bit in the corner. I don't remember because that was probably like ten or so minutes before we were gonna get let out. So I was more focused on the the fact that I was about to go home than worrying about when they were gonna get that cleaned up. All I, all Colton I know is just the next left day. A bomb in the classroom and <laughs> nobody nobody gave any warning. So then the night custodian comes in and he's like, "Who's shitting here?" It smells like shit. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. That's the only thing that I. I didn't. I don't even remember the kid's name. That's the only thing I remember. I. Like, did he have a pair? Did he have the balls that I'm expecting him to have?
1: Because he pulled out his little five year old twig and berries in front of everybody.
0: No, 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 no. Not twig and berries. Literally, he's sitting there on the ground and and pulls it down so all you can see is his ass. Oh. Yeah. I was picturing like a horse. No, 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 no.
1: No, I mean like a horse walking and pooping. Oh, like he was bent over. Oh no, 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 I was not expecting the five-year-old to be hung like a horse.
0: No, that's not what I thought you were expecting either. But no, he he just kind of didn't. I I guess I don't know. He could have pulled his pants up, run into the bathroom, but no, I think it was board shirt. Miss board shirt. Dingleberry, was, Dingleberry, Dingleberry, Dingleberry. No, just little tiny little tiny kid ass running across the classroom she's over here trying to teach us our abcs yeah no nobody was getting it she was not prepared for that i don't think anything can prepare you for that yeah i don't think that there's a class i i've known
1: many early education majors and i don't think that they ever had a class that they had to worry about uh one of the kids pooping well probably not. no that's the worst is that the worst one for me, it's either that or the the story where I got the misconduct. That was pretty gross too.
0: That was just. That. I know, but it was it was
1: gross only because it was gross because of the snot bubbles that were running down your face while you were crying. Well, that was gross, but I you cried for forty five minutes. A ten minute walk took forty five minutes. Because yeah, because I kept turning around, saying, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna live at the yeah, school. I'm just gonna, I'm be not here going for home. I if I go it's home, one misconduct I'm gonna, I'm gonna in first die. Grade and I wish that his life is over. Oh, maybe that was first grade. Yeah. I don't know. I already suck in art. Now I've got misconduct because of the art class. And I'm, know, just, I'm just going to stay
0: here. You know, the last time I went down there, you remember, because when we walked out
1: of the classroom, we were going down a hill towards where the crosswalk was. Um, which, by the way, that crosswalk, I remember I hit the little, like a little landing thing with my scooter. And I flipped over. I remember that. But I also walked by the hill and I was like why does this hill seem familiar and now I remember why it just clicked yeah oh I was like this hill makes me feel kind of scared but I don't I don't remember why you remembered it because of misconduct or because you flipped
0: no no well I remembered the crosswalk because
1: I flipped I remembered the hill because of the misconduct yeah scooters were kind of dangerous or we just weren't good at riding either. because I had one in I was going home from school and it was in the winter so I had a beanie on and i hit a crack in the street and my front wheel stopped but my big ass kept going so i went over the handlebars and hit and i skidded but since i had the uh beanie on all it did was pull my hat down and i was like kind of got lucky what the <laughs> how'd that happen a little trippy <laughs> which which one of y'all give? I was such a, I was I, in my head, I was such a good athlete that the only reason I would have flipped over the handlebars is because somebody was trying to murder me. Mm-hmm. I got sniped and they shot out my tire. Mm-hmm. That'd be a hell of a shot too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, those. Uh, I think that was like fourth grade. Those fourth grade snipers.
0: That's
1: in. I was thinking of the equalizer. Forty-five degrees left. I was, I was watching one of the clips from The Equalizer 2 and the guy has a sniper rifle and he's about to kill the person who... Denzel Washington has like a young kid that he's mentoring in the movie. Yeah. And he's about to shoot him through the trunk that he put him in the car. And he's calling out. He's like, I got three bullets left. And he's calling where he's going to shoot the car. It's like daylight. <laughs> rear view mirror. <laughs> and this one's going right through the trunk. So... that's <laughs> Got him. No. Uh, what happened was Denzel shoots the tire so that the car falls down and then he oh. ends up missing. Like, close. Like, razor thin, but we didn't know. Close for no cigars? Uh, my most disgusting story from elementary school would be one, I, like I said, I'll tell the one that's embarrassing for me, too, because I feel I remember the person's name. Starts with an O and her last name starts with an S. I really don't even know. Like, I don't even know if she still exists at this point. That's not in that sense, but we totally lost contact after we moved. We weren't really that close to begin with, but we were in classes together a lot at Tarver. I think we were in like three years in a row in the same class. we were sitting at assembly, not assembly. We're sitting at the carpet at the rug time. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting at the very back rug. because I was, well, man, I miss rug time. Yeah, rug time. Yeah, this this one, I, I might make you not like rug time. Anymore. I was sitting in the back because I was, the biggest one in the class, so I had to sit in the back behind everybody, and I was leaning back against the desk, and uh, okay, Octav- Octav- Octavia? Yeah, that's her first name. She was sitting at her desk, and apparently she was getting sick. I was not paying attention to the teacher. I was not paying, I was in my own little world at this point. That's how I remember, and the next thing I know, I was told to stand up, and when I stood up and turned around, I saw her breakfast on her desk no warning no like i think i'm i think i'm getting I sick i think i'm and no not even she didn't even get any words out it was more just like a oh. and that was yeah oh. that was, was so that was way too good why were you able to do that so good it's stuck in my it's burned in my memory oh my god uh oh that ain't <laughs> Yeah. No. And then class was shut down for the next 20 minutes before they could clean out the desk. And I was back when we had the, the desk where you put stuff in the little slide. Oh, you didn't have the little lift-up ones. Oh, I love the little lift-up ones. Oh, those were sweet. No, I don't think I had the lift up ones. We had the ones where those you put were so in the much slot. more convenient. The lift-up ones were so much more convenient. Was your desk ever clean? Yeah. My desk, Jimmy. Was, my desk was not. Jimmy, clean. it's me.
0: Was my desk clean?
1: If I would have had the open-up desk. I would have opened it up, and then an animal would have popped out, and been like, "Huh!" I didn't know about that. I cleaned my desk once a week, dude. Yeah. OCD. OCD, 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 OCD. <laughs> uh, And then my the one that's embarrassing for me, similar to Colton, except I didn't. I don't press the ham when I fart. That's not, I don't need my, I don't need everything to breathe. I'm pretty good at just causing the air to flow. Apparently,
0: at some point, I told her, you got to let your shit breathe. Yeah. Uh,
1: No, I I didn't need to let my shit breathe. I didn't poop, but I thought it was going to be just like a little toot. And we were all (laughs) sitting around again at carpet time. And I was sitting with a couple of my friends. And uh, I go, watch this. I did. I go, Watch this. I go to press out just a little toot, you know, just like a, just so people like hear it, but then they can't really pin it on me, except for the people sitting close to me. They'll be like, "Oh." I start to push, and just uh, go for a little. In the back of the class there was no muffling it like it muffled because i was sitting on the carpet i got one of the i got a clapper off the carpet and the teacher i think the teacher was mad at first and then she saw the look on my face it was like oh do you have to go to the bathroom and i just sat there with my hands like oh my god Oh my oh. god. <laughs> no, Why? I'm good. I'm good now. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, I'm kinda of hungry. Was like... <laughs> yeah. So I was definitely the most popular kid in my elementary school class. Remember when you remember when you farted and everybody heard it? It's like, yeah, and then you assholes left me out to drive because I farted and the group dispersed. <laughs> It sounded like a foghorn. Like people were coming in. We were in the middle of Colorado. People were coming in to wave in the cruise ship coming back. Oh, yes. Over here. Docking right here. Oh, my God. It was not fun. It's fun now, but it wasn't fun. I can picture you sitting there in the middle of class and just all of a sudden. I wish it was Part of the Red Sea. I wish it was that. No, this was this was nasty. This was one like we're we're pretty okay with farts. This one would have been where you looked at me and went, "Dude, that was nasty." No, really, I don't even think it stunk, but the noise was to the point where I wish it just smelled like absolute. Uh, I wish it smelled like a sewer because that would have made it better. Or, I, or if I, if it smelled like a sewer, I could have said, oh, I feel really sick. No, I forced that.
0: <laughs> you guys have <laughs> still so said, oh, I feel really sick.
1: No, because everybody heard the... <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? Obviously, I mis- underestimated... I underestimated... Not misunderestimated, that's a double negative. It's a lot I, of negative. I uh, <laughs> underestimated the size of this thing. I had a demon in me. And it let out my ass. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I did, and it was gone. And then it made me feel like,
0: ah. Uh... Oh, that would mess up my contacts.
1: <laughs> so that's my worst elementary <laughs> school Oh, story. okay. That was good. All right. Whoo! Yay! Yeah. So that's what I'm known for at Tarver, because I was the guy who. Uh... So you're telling me I shouldn't say I'm Jimmy Pilato's younger brother if I ever go back there? They wouldn't know who you're talking about because I was Trey back then.
0: I'm Trey's younger brother.
1: And oh, that kid. If the teacher that I had, I'm pretty sure the teacher that I had was old as dirt then. If the teacher that I had is still alive and you brought that up, she would probably be like, well, I was ready to rip his ass. And then I realized <laughs> but he just ripped his, his ass, ass, ass was already ripped. <laughs> Wait, Should you... Uh, do you need me to go to the store to get you some underwear? Yes, please. No,
0: if no, just mind. a mask,
1: a bag to place over my head, and if I could go home right now, that'd be great. <laughs> I'll call my mom and tell her something. I don't care. <laughs> I'll make something up. Just, just please, just please let me go. By the way, did you line up your beard? Yes. Ah, nice. oh, Thank sorry. you. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm ah. trying. To, I'm trying to look like Opie. It doesn't work. No, Opie's is down where mine's at because it comes out. Wait till it gets further along in the season. I hope he also lets his hair grow. That's we should let the people know. We are gonna I got you to start Sons of Anarchy. You've gone through season one. What are your thoughts so far? Because I've seen it before. And for people if you're if you watched it, great. Hope if you haven't watched it, check it out. Because I think Sons of Anarchy is one of the best shows that's been made in recent history. Kurt Sutter is a genius and uh, I don't think that show was supposed to go for eight seasons, and it ended up going for eight seasons, but let's just talk about season one so far. First impression from the first
0: episode. I mean, it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I didn't, I'm not big into like the gangland or, you know, anything like that, but it's
1: more interesting, I think, not because it's documentary style like gangland is, I think I think that's how you would sort of consider gangland. I think it's more interesting just because it's based off of, a, somewhat based off of the true story, but it's an actual TV show instead of a bunch of interviews and a bunch of, you know, transitions. Or, I, th- I don't even know how to yeah. explain those. But. I think what you're, it's not necessarily a documentary style because there's no interviews with the camera and the characters don't know that they're being filmed. So it's not like the office in that sense, but it is, you're basically a third. Whatever scene you're in, you're inserted in the scene because they shoot it that way. And I think that was a good... I think the main I, I, appeal felt like of, I was sitting at the yeah. table every time they have a meeting, Which, which I, I know that's the idea behind yeah. it. Uh, I think the main driving force behind the show is that you get to see people who you... Obviously, none of, we don't know any outlaw bikers that kill people for fun or anything like that. Yeah, But you get to see people doing that that also have characteristics of people that you would see in your real life because yes they are outlaws yes they are bad people yes they do bad things and I don't condone any of the actions set forth in the movie or not the movie in the show but I watch it every time and I root for who I root for I root for Opie I know Opie's not a good person he's got a men of mayhem patch he's I, blood. I tell you though, out of everybody, he's one of he's one of the better people. That's where you got to bring in the fact that there really is no such thing as good or bad. No, it, it's not black or white. Just things, just like Chicago PD, it's a bunch of shades of gray. Yes, That's boy is not cool a bad cop because he cares about the right things and he does he just, does things to get to the right results. Right. He, he does, does bad things, things on the you, way to get to the yeah, right. Exactly. So, I guess first impression. My main thing is, I think I've gone back and forth on Clay probably once or twice. I what about Gemma? I hate I hated Gemma from the beginning. You yeah. haven't had any? Okay, no. no. The next season I will should change that. I for those two, I mean, first first episode, I kind of felt like tell tell the people the theory that you had. I think that those two had uh, Jax's actual dad killed on purpose because clay wanted to control the motorcycle club and uh Jackson's actual dad was trying to take the club into in a different direction um than
0: what gemma and uh clay wanted so they instead it, it well it's not uh no it's uh
1: crap shakespeare what play hamlet hamlet there we go sorry i couldn't think of it it's very it feels a lot like hamlet to me um, and I don't know if that's the truth or not. Cause I've only made it to the first season, but I can tell you, I don't like Gemma. I think she's the, she's the worst kind of person. Okay. Who, who raises your blood pressure more when they come on, on the screen? Well, there's actually three people that I'll throw out there. Gemma Cone, who was the guy that was stalking Tara. Okay. Or Stahl, who's the horny bitch ATF agent. And that's the actual description from the show. She is the horny bitch ATF agent. Well,
0: <clears throat> I guess going through the entire season at the beginning, <clears throat> it was Gemma. And then towards the middle, it was it was definitely Cone. Cone? Cone? Okay. I'm still trying to catch When Cone
1: and name. Stahl were on the screen together, who did you hate more? Cone, yeah. I'd probably have to say Cone. Hmm. Um, But then at the end of the season, obviously it's it's the horny bitch. Well, because Cone doesn't make it through the whole season. By the way, I'm not going to throw out. This will be the only spoiler alert that I throw out there whenever we're talking about Sons of Anarchy on this podcast. Because I looked it up today. It started in 2008. So if you haven't seen it yet, I apologize. You can still watch it because it's interesting to watch. But uh, okay, so that's your initial impression. Then when did you, because I don't think that you were hooked after the first episode. I don't think that that first episode made you want to continue watching, but I kind of forced you into watching a couple more episodes. When did you start feeling like, okay, I'm into this now. I want to see how this whole thing plays out. <clears throat> well, when they when they brought Obi back, that was definitely a plus for me because kind of like you, I like Obi. I I looked at you today and I said that me and you are kind of like Jackson Obi. Minus the murder, minus the murder, minus the motorcycles and uh, the cuts. I want the motorcycle. I would rather not mess with the motorcycle. I would have a thousand Ford trucks or trucks in general before I would get a motorcycle. I just, I've
0: seen people lay their bikes down and I'd rather not even give myself the option. So, but um, when they brought Opion, that really wanted, that made me want to con- continue watching. Um, when the ATF,
1: when Combe first was supposed to leave, I wanted to keep watching too because I kind of knew that he wasn't going to go away quietly, but I wanted to see how yeah, he would go away for good. Do you mean after Jack's beat the shit out of him at yeah. Floyd's? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Which, by the way, deservedly deserve so. You don't go into another man. You don't Please. break into another man's mom's house or another man's house. Oh, yeah. I forgot that
1: that's what that is. Piss
0: right, in the yeah. new baby's room who's, by the way, in an incubation chamber.
1: Yeah, he's in the NICU. Uh, he's in a NICU for the whole season. He doesn't get out until – or he gets out of the NICU, but while, he's in the hospital until the last, the yeah, last, last episode. episode. Um, so, I, I wanted to watch because of that. And then the other thing, too, was I'm rooting for Jax and Tara. At least right now, I don't like the mom. I've been very, I've been very honest with you. Jack's baby mama. Yeah, Jack's baby mama's wife. And yes, well, Wendy. Yeah, I, I, she's acting like they never signed the divorce papers. I, I don't think they did. But um, I hate her because I mean, sure she had problems, and maybe Jacks uh, pushed her towards them. But she still made the decision to take heroin while she was pregnant. and overdose. Almost. Almost overdose, so and then almost overdose again mm-hmm. in the hospital because mm-hmm. Gemma gave her the needle. Yeah, and told her that the baby's fighting for her for his life because of her. Which, by the way, another bad check mark on Gemma. I, I Gemma really doesn't have good check marks uh, unless you look at it from the point of view. She is in her mind. She is just trying to protect her. Family. Yeah, and, and I can understand. Just trying to protect your family, but there's better ways to go about it. I know, I know it's biker world and all that different stuff, but there's definitely better ways about that. But those were kind of the reasons why I wanted to keep watching. What'd you think about Gemma hitting Cherry in the face with a skateboard? If you look at it from the rules of the biker world, it, I I condone it only because what happens on a ride stays on a ride, a run, whatever. No, it's if you call it a ride, they're not gonna. Okay, what happens on a run stays. On a ride. Yeah. Uh, just I, in case there's some Sons of Silence members listening, they are only an hour south. Okay, us. well, thanks for telling me that. Uh, you did? Well, yeah. I, I actually, a sidebar before we get back to the show. So, the way I'm very into Gangland and I watch all of them, I've seen all of the biker, biker gang, and motorcycle club Ganglands and what, how it normally works. So, the show kind of does it a disservice the show has the sons do all of their illegal activities and the murder for hire and all that kind of stuff. Usually they would have a smaller club, IE the devil's tribe. And they would be the ones that do all of the illegal activity. They run the money and and launder it and all that kind of stuff. So that none of the actual illegal activity falls back on the main club. And the sons of silence have one that's actually based in grand junction, which is two hours away from where I went to college. The uh, final weekend of our first year, Tim, Josh, and I decided to walk down to McDonald's. We see some bikes outside. We get, oh, cool. We're sitting in McDonald's eating our food. And they're taking a picture in front of, because gangs love taking pictures. They all, group photo. Hey, everybody, group, group photo, group photo. Um, they were taking a picture in front of the Welcome to Western sign. And I recognized that, I, I recognized the color scheme. Because when I watched the Sons of Silence gangland, they mentioned that they did, I can't remember what the gang, the lower level club is called, but they had it orange and black and all the Harleys had some sort of orange chrome on them. And then they turned around and I saw the cut and I saw the diamond with the 1%, which that means they are the 1% of the Outlaw Motorcycle Club. <clears throat> and I took a picture of <laughs> them. I took a group. I was like, I got your group photo, except I was taking it from the McDonald's through the window, and they probably would have frowned upon that. Yeah, you got. You probably got lucky that they didn't uh, catch it. Okay, back to the show. So, Opie is your, your driving force through it. I like Jax, too. Yeah, yeah. I like Jax, too. But uh, those two. We'll get do. to your favorite character. You. I'll have you pick a favorite character, because you know mine is Opie. But then, sticking with that, we go to uh Opie being brought in and and trying to be hung out to dry by the ATF as the rat, yeah, which, which pissed me off, yeah. yeah. But Donna finally kind of com- commits to the biker life fully, ironically enough. In yeah, the sequence, she that it did getting she it, it was like her worst fear came true as soon as she did that. Really, yeah. Um, it, it's it, it's almost. I feel I don't know. I'll let you go first, and then I'll tell you my feeling on it. What was the thought? So, for those of you, like again, who haven't been, who haven't watched it, uh, they have to. The sons have to do a murder, and they get ID'd. The three of them that were there, Opie is or no, Jack's got ID'd too. Opie is one of the people who got ID'd. Bobby, who actually is the one who killed the person, got ID'd, and then the ATF brings in Opie, and they're trying to get him to turn on the club because they want a RICO case. And they need something on the club that shows they've been doing illegal activities. <clears throat> Opie doesn't do that, but the ATF makes it, makes the club only see, you know, they bug his car while he's sitting in the holding cell. They bug his cell phone while he's sitting in the holding cell. So he comes out and says, no, I didn't rat. And they're trying to make me look like the rat. And he comes back to the meeting. He's got a bug cell phone on a bug truck. Which neither of those knew. About. Right. Uh, yeah. And all of the sergeant at arms, TIG, of the club sees is he's got bugged. He disappeared for a day and a half left in an SUV without handcuffs, which was a deliberate move by the ATF, not putting him in handcuffs because that means he went willingly quote unquote. And, um, he disappears for three days, which in the motorcycle club world, rats are the worst. That's the worst thing that you can do. They do some horrible, horrible things to people who sell them out. And, uh, even, even what they show on the on the show i ran out of words there. even what they show on the show is tame compared to what actually happened if you rat on one of these motorcycle clubs you better be in the best witness protection program because a lot of these clubs are international too uh, so they decide that they need to put a hit out on ob they're going to take care of it in-house because they need they think that he's the witness that identified bobby and bobby's about to go on trial yeah and uh Opie and and donna his wife switch cars Opie's taking the kids home donna yeah. takes Obi, the truck Opie's trying to be a good dad and donna said that uh she wanted she was going to take gonna the truck hug. because she wanted to help Gemma clean up the party that they were at yeah and uh which is all well and good but i i mean it's dramatic irony right because you know exactly what's going to end up happening because everybody thinks that Opie's going to keep driving his truck, that nobody expects them to switch. It's a... And Tig... He, he puts bullets in the back of the head, just the wrong head. Yeah. But he did what he was supposed to do, and he shot Opie's truck up. And it's really not... I, told, I said this immediately. It is not on him. In my opinion, it is not on him because... I mean, he's obviously not going to pull up beside the truck to make sure who's in the truck yeah. until until the deed is done. Yeah, and he does – that's another – I mean, I'm a nerd for Sutter because I watch – I do all that stuff. I studied all that stuff in college on storytelling and how to film things in a certain way, and that style is a very noir style. So if you go watch an old film noir that's in black and white, you know the outcome, but it's very frustrating, and that's why people like to watch because you know the outcome You have to wait for the characters to figure out the outcome. Right. And the dramatic irony extends to Chief Unser. As soon as Opie and Donna leave, Chief Unser gets to Jax's house, tells Clay, listen, the ATF has been messing with Opie. They're trying to make him seem like the rat. He's not really a rat. He never worked with them. And then Clay tries to call Tig, but who brings their phone on a hit? Especially when you're trying to make it look like not you. He, He wasn't in his cut. He wasn't on his bike because they were trying to make it look like the one of the gangs from Oakland did it. So it's frustrating. That's that's partially. I, I want to get your visceral re, visceral reaction because when I first saw this, when I first I saw the end cry. of season one, yeah, I was. About to I, cry. I took two days off of the show. I couldn't watch. I couldn't. I couldn't handle, especially because after they figure out Opie laying on Donna in the street, painful. Uh, when they go through and they play, did you re- recognize they play the same song that they opened the show with at the end of the show? Yes, but I would also tell you not only Opie lying on Donna crying, and basically crying in her arms, or crying with her crying in his over arms. her dead yeah. body. Um,
0: for the more, I mean, for the last time, really, obviously that sucks. But then I, I would almost tell you that if I wasn't gonna cry at that, I would almost cry when Jax gave Opie the. The huge hug when he finally got,
1: when he finally had some sense, uh, or hoping oh, finally got some, I guess, sense put back into him. Like he, he knew where he was at again and knew what the situation was and the, like how everybody else was reacting to it. Obviously, look, they were all very distraught because it wasn't, it didn't go down how it was supposed to. And Clay was, and the old ladies are supposed to be protected. Donna was technically an old lady. Right. Right. <sighs> I, I almost cried. I, I, was, I was actually about to cry. And really, I, I sat there staring at the screen watching the commercial after um, it all happened and everything faded uh, out. But I've, I'm pissed, honestly. I think, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I am waiting for the day that Clay gets what's coming to him. Now, in my opinion, he's got two wrongful, at least two wrongful murders on his hands. Jax's dad. And in, I still don't know if that's true. And Opie's wife. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I will say I I appreciate when Sutter when they're doing the montage of everybody after they realize Donna was murdered. Um, Clay is holding on to Gemma and you could tell on his face, he might not be a good guy. He might just be no, the he, he knows, knows he's something. like because that could have happened to him.
0: Yeah, that could have
1: nice. that somebody could have ordered a hit on mm-hmm. him. And then they he switches cars with Gemma for some reason, and Gemma's the one that ends up dead. Mm-hmm. He he knows he knows how badly he messed up, and he knows that he can't he can't fix it. It's not because every it, it's it's not like how it's not like when he killed the uh, mechanic's dad, and was able to bury it and just say oh it was Mayan's mm-hmm. you know. It well he's he's doing that for now. He's, right, he, but, they're keeping up the look like it's like he's behind the ball though. yeah instead of the other way where he was the one who was rolling it it's it's strange i'm, I'm curious to see what season two is now and i like the rest of the show but i'm gonna i need to i need to break. yeah the rest of the show it's sons of anarchy is very heavy there's a lot of dark humor in it which i think is intentional because it's kind of like when you you hear about police officers they have to learn how to compartmentalize because when you're the first call to a guy who hung himself and you get there and you're like, that that needs to that's be terrible there. to say. It's, but yeah. it's how they cope. That's, I think that's what Sutter's trying to do. I don't even know. You know I don't I've done, shed light on that either. I, I'm not trying to make no, that a it's not. Situation. It's, it I seems I just, like it's just yeah. the dark humor. It's the same thing. It's what we're talking about with the show. Um, I did a lot of research into it, but I still don't even really know why Kurt Sutter decided that this was the show that he wanted to make and why he took it in this direction.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to see that too. I
1: don't mind that that's what happened and I don't mind that this is how he took it. And and I think that, you know, as it moves forward, you'll start to see, it gets a little bit more fantastical. I think the first season, the best part about the first season is that everything seems like it really could have, you could turn on the news and you see Jax Teller's face; like he got arrested, and they busted up the Teller Morrow um, auto body shop. I think that's the best part about the first season. As it continues on, I like I said, it gets a little bit more far fetched, and the situations get a little bit more fantastical. It's, I think that they do a good job of making sure that everything stays like they they get all the rules of the motorcycle club world right, because they have that guy who used to be in the Hell's Angels, uh, yeah. Happy yeah and and now you know why his name is happy yeah. because when he completes a hit he gets a smiley face tattooed on him that was how'd you feel about that where the mayans president gave up his son for a business deal technically that was i thought that that was that was really the first time in the show where i was like
0: shit yeah no it got real fast only only because you, did, you never expect it
1: Well, when I'm watching it now, I was like, okay, I can see how the setup is going. And and you can tell Alvarez is kind of like, I'm sad. I'm I'm agreed to this, but I got to do this. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot more bloodshed. But in the first time that I was watching it, let's go get a churro. Okay, I'm going to go get a churro. I'm still, I knew that there was a debt that had to be settled, but I didn't realize Alvarez was prepared to sacrifice his son. Yeah. Who was his main bodyguard in the club, in the, in the mines motorcycle club. So it got, that's where it got a little bit strange for me, but now uh, let's wrap this up. Talking about sons and we'll, this will be kind of a recurring thing. Whenever we get through a full season, we'll, we'll talk about it on the show. Favorite character. So far.
0: Yeah. Because you, it's cherry tart,
1: right? I, I, I do, I do like. Or what? Wait, what's her real name? Rita.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I did like her. I, I thought it was kind of nice to see that she's been in the world so long that she understands how it works,
1: but she doesn't want to be in the world anymore. I thought that was kind of nice. I like the prospect too. Half sack. Half sack. Um, because
0: he, he's just he's naive. just funny. He's yeah. naive, but he's just funny. But then I, I also like Jax. Jax is probably my favorite. Um, I like the relationship that he has with Opie. It seems like he can be pretty open with uh, him in that.
1: That's nice because it seems like there's a lot of secrets that go around the club, even though there's not supposed to be secrets that go around the club. That's the, I think, I heard the saying, you know, the power thought, corrupts. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I would tell you that when uh, Jax becomes president or he's voted in as president, because he's VP, I'm assuming at some point in the show, he's probably going to get voted in as president. Possibly. Because um, Clay's not – he's either going to get killed, which I hope, I kind of hope happens, or uh, he's going to end up having to retire or hang it up or, you know, however you want to say it. I wouldn't be surprised if um, Jax makes Opie his – Uh, head of arms, sergeant at arms, sergeant at arms, or gives him some type of post in the, in the club because he's like Jackson. He was born into it. Mm. Um, But he's also, that's his best friend. So I don't know. Just keep in mind what I told you, everybody starts off in a pretty (coughs) dark place and throughout the entire series, nobody's life really gets any better. So I'll leave it there and that'll wrap up our Sons of Anarchy discussion. And now we're getting to our first real current event segment of the episode. And I don't know what we want to call this. Uh, is that the newscast, right? No, yeah, we're, we're, the, right. we're the Diego Express. Yeah, so, works. We'll, we'll come up with something. But what what current event did you bring? So I, I kind of have two that go together. They're both about Kia cars. Uh, this one, this first one. Have you ever driven a Kia? No, but it—it's the—it's the cars from the commercials with the hamsters. The soul. No, I know, but I've no. I've never, Kia. I, uh, I don't think I. I think it. I drove a Kia Fiesta from my driving instruction. It's like driving a uh, car. I didn't. I got the Ford version of the Hyundai Sonata. I think it's the Ford uh, Focus. Focus. Yeah, the same one my
0: grandma has. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this kind of has two parts. The first one, apparently, somehow, some way, there was a.
1: There's a class action lawsuit that was trying to get put together. Then it ended up falling apart um, against Skia about how their sunroofs would explode. Just the sunroof? Just so this is right now. This is just the sunroof. But it would be like, uh, take my car. My car is parked on the street, right? It's not. Is the car on when it explodes? No, that's the thing this for the sunroof it is not it's like it sits out in the sun the car gets too hot there's too much pressure the window and pops expl- the sunroof pops the glass pops so it's not it's it's kind of it's an it sounds like an explosion but there's no like yeah it's combustion. the glass just shatters but it's like there's too much pressure built up and that's just the point where it can release that's mm-hmm. the weakest part of the car i guess
0: but this happened apparently it started in <clears throat> 2013
1: Going to have to get used to talking like this. Yeah, I guess. But I guess it started back in 2013. And then for seven years, they were trying to put together this class action lawsuit and like get these people money and get them all, you know, suited and all that different stuff. And I I don't know why, but it got dropped in uh, late 2020. So seven years of effort, all these cars exploding for what seemed like no reason or like manufacturer, manufacturer failure or something like that just happened. But then the other thing, and this is more recent, Kia cars are actually exploding. The engine is actually catching on fire while the car is in motion, while it's on, this, that, the other thing. Hmm. It, so it seems like Kia might have a little bit of an issue. Um, do not exactly know. Uh, do you know where Kia <clears throat> Kias are manufactured? Uh, uh, no, I don't. This is where we need a, uh, a, producer. a guy in the booth. Yeah. Where are Kia's men? Those of you who know the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, that you should know that clip. I don't know that clip. Guy in the chair. Oh, it's It's South Korea. So Kia has this issue. Do you remember... You were young. you remember when Priuses used to just accelerate for no reason? Like they would stop. The brakes would go out. They had a big recall about that. It was similar to... The car's not exploding, but the car would basically suicide
0: yeah well i also remember there was a uh grandma
1: the folk the focus used to have something like that happen too yeah there was some type of factory recall that they had to bring in i don't i've never had an issue like <clears throat> that no, i think i've had no. a part recalled on my car once the scariest thing that's happened to me was when the accelerator the, uh accelerator went out. yeah because I, the car was going fine. Well, I've also had the gas pump go out, but that wasn't as scary because I was able to just use the momentum of the hill. Was, That's was in the van. I, I, <clears throat> dang, I really got to get used to talking like this. Because uh, we had to get the Jeep fixed. We had to get something on the Jeep fixed. So, And I also had my shoulder done. So I was using the Hyundai. And okay. then uh, mom... Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was using the van, and then I ended up taking the Hyundai. But uh, mom gave me the van and uh, I was going to Target because I was bored or I was going to try to drive down to Target and I made it out of the parking lot of my dorm and then the car wouldn't accelerate because the gas pump went out. So there was a hill right outside my dorm room that I had to use in order to, to get the car moving. And then the, there was uh, street parking that I put it in there. So that was scary. But then also uh, driving home from Savannah's house a couple weeks ago, my accelerator went out. So. The car was moving fine. I didn't know how fast I was going because the needles wouldn't stay where my speed yeah, was. Yeah, the, right? the alternator. Oh yeah, I kept, died. Did I say the accelerator? Yeah,
0: that's
1: yeah. The technically what happened. The accelerator never blows, but the alternator that controls all the electronics in the car that happened to me in that car too. I, it it scared the hell out of me only because obviously it happened to me in the box too, and that was yeah. when I was on Highway 36 and I was coming up trying to come up over a hill. Yeah, and I tried to push on the gas and basically the car just went not feeling it. Well,
0: I, I got lucky because it was later at night and there wasn't very many people, but I was on I-25. Yeah. So, and it it, it seemed like um, everything was
1: fine. I thought the battery might have just needed to be changed because it was the battery, didn't battery. Need to be changed. Because the battery hasn't been the, changed since I went to college. Right, but it's because the alternator was draining the battery faster because the alternator was bad. i the last time that both of those had been replaced was like my second. It was the first summer that I was up in Gunnison. Yeah. And I was trying to stay down. Right. When but We had the car, the entire engine blown up at that point. Right. And we had the car towed all the way 200 miles from Gunnison back to Denver. Right. Well, um, I mean, that's the scary. I made it home safe. That's uh, that's really all that, I guess, matters. And we got it all taken care of. But that was probably the scariest thing that is, that's happened to me while I was driving the car. Yeah, I've never had anything explode. The alternator blew on me once, which sucked because being stuck 200 miles away was not fun. Being in Gunnison with no car was difficult. And then I was riding the bike. I was riding my bike from campus to Pizza Hut on the west side of town. And I ended up buying a girl's bike because I didn't realize that there was a difference between a boy's bike and a girl's bike. Yeah, the banana seat should have told you something. It wasn't the banana seat; it was the (laughs) curve in the bar and the fact that my big fat ass. Mind you, this was when I was playing football, so I was heavy, and I was trying to get heavier. I would uh, when I I'd be going down the hill fine, but I would lean too hard on the handlebars and I would pull push it out of the set position that it was in. Yeah. And it took me like three weeks to figure out I needed an Allen wrench so I could tighten that screw. But I was like. "Uh." this sucks. I, I rode home. What the heck? I need, I should have got a, I should have got one with a basket because <laughs> I would ching, 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 ching. I <laughs> didn't have a, a bell either. It was not great. It was not a great setup. I walked to pizza hut a couple times to, to make my shift, but I would get pizzas when I would go home because I was friends with all the cooks and they would just, you know, hey, just I, I threw on a little, I know you got a meat lovers, but I made sure that you can barely close the box. That's how much meat is on. Oh, and I'd have to try and balance that on my handlebars with the handlebars out of whack and then pedaling and going to Pizza Hut was fine because that's the downhill going back to campus and I lived up on the top of the hill where Roxy lived her first year uh-uh, not, not great so I would have just walked at that point I big, wouldn't even mess with the bike yeah the, the big point here check your fluids in your car yeah. because that's what made my car blow up yeah i and just that's checked what made the, the engine coolant today actually that's what made the equinox kind of shit the bed too was the oil was leaking but i could never tell that it. it was leaking in the engine it wasn't actually leaking on the ground well that's, so i'm not that stupid but it, it was happening for a while and then i got stuck on the boulder turnpike that's another thing too like anybody i mean everybody i think eventually is going to end up driving the car unless for some reason you decide not to um but being able to kind of understand your car and being able to have a little bit of a kind of just you understand why mechanics make as much money as right it? but just, you don't have to know like the entire inner workings of the engine but being able to kind of know you know skid off the top of okay let me check my uh engine coolant let me make sure that my alternator is working let me make sure that the battery is good and then if you don't know anything past that fine but being able mm-hmm. to like, change a tire well, yeah, I mean everybody should know how to change a tire. I had to change a tire in a blizzard. That I, was my accident. I have had to help dad change a tire before on the suburban, which was scarier because he actually climbed underneath the car and I didn't know. I, that was an old, uh, it was a ninety car jack. Oh no, old car jack. Yeah. Well, the car so was I, old. It was a ni- It was a nineteen ninety five Chevy Suburban. Say what you want about that car. If all I had to do was replace the battery every so often. I probably would have kept it, honestly. It no air conditioning. Totally no, there was air conditioning. There was no heat. There was no heat. You that thing was a tank. That thing was a tank. We got into that car accident when we were taking you down to the Air Force Academy to play for the Patriots. Which I was, I was a tight lot. end, and I had twenty yards receiving in that game. I hated that game because it was so freaking cold. But we got rear-ended, and we ran into. I think we Thank ran into. Thank you for shitting bar. all over my cool moment. No, that that was real. It was like an elephant. I got I caught it and then the little safety kind of upended me on my feet because I was like You didn't know what you were doing. I was like Fumiko and the You were freshmen. used to having your knees. Holy back. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me. Nobody did that. They were just uh, and I also didn't have the playbook before that game. They threw me out at tight end and then Mikey in the huddle was like, just run straight. Okay. What? You're not kidding. tight end quickie. This ain't that dumbass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost, is it? Just catch it, what? Billy Bob. Look, it's a ball. Catch it. But uh, that we got into the car accident there, and I think we got hit both both ends of the, both front and back of the car. There was no, barely a chip because we stopped. It was somebody slammed on their brakes. We stopped, and then the person slammed into us, and the suburban was like, <clears throat> "Yeah, that person's car. Was it was gone. a bug.
0: I'm yeah, and I'm surprised that, that that lady actually. Thank God she was okay, but that thing crunched. I'm surprised that she was able to get out of the
1: car by herself. I think we had one of the last Suburbans that was made out of steel. And that's part Well, I never actually, I mean, I never hit anything in that car.
0: But I, seriously. Ten points. (laughs) Hold on. Should I reverse and make sure that I got her? Uh, But I loved that car. It
1: was very, it was reliable, except for the battery. The engine, totally good. It was not reliable. You press on the gas, it goes from full to quarter tank if that's you tried to accelerate to 60 miles an hour you had to go fill up kind of it wasn't a good car i, I missed that car though it was so it was so cool i would only keep the steering wheel because it's one of the old school ones that actually says chevrolet you know that they're trying to get rid of chevrolet as they they just want you to call them chevy no i'm calling them Chevrolet. well when you tell me not to do something, that's what I'm going to do. So, um, I do it because I always call them Chevrolet. Anyway, my current event, I mentioned it to you at dinner. We actually watched some pro lacrosse this weekend. Through my eyelids. Shh. You watched the first. You saw Lyle Thompson. And you, you saw the thing on Lyle Thompson where he, if uh, I was another player in that league and I saw that little thing they did, uh, the you know, kind of like E60 at, at halftime. And his dad's talking. He's like, Lyle does not play for winning or losing the game. Lyle plays for the creator. Oh, God, he's got him on his side. Lyle's playing for his entire Iroquois nation, and Lyle might kill somebody before he lets you score a goal in the cross. Mm-hmm. Nico told me yesterday, by the way, that – was it – yeah, it, you, you probably. I think he might have been in the bathroom, but Lyle Thompson and his younger brother played on the same team in college. They shared the Heisman Trophy of college lacrosse and won like three national championships, their fourth all-time in scoring, everything like that. Yeah, And after watching yesterday, I'm not surprised. No. If you see a big, long braid of a Native American playing lacrosse. Stay away from him. He's going to have you – he's just going to make you look silly. He did. He did. He uh, scored one behind his head. I showed you. We got to see that one. And then you saw the one where he put it through the – he 5 holed That might have been the last thing that I saw. Because yeah. we – Came home from the incline, and I was dead. Yeah, he 5 the uh, the goaltender. But in other work news around the PLL, there was a brawl at the team hotel. So all of these teams had to stay at the same hotel. No, not many bars around, so everybody's sitting at the hotel bar getting drunk. And Matt Godet, who is about to start his second season with the Chrome, they got he got into a little bit of an altercation. It, apparently, it stems from last season. Uh, one of the guys on the atlas was taunting his goaltender and he didn't like that. So they decided to have it out. Me and you, we're having it out right now. Yeah, except there was no little it was a full-on brawl and somebody bit Matt Matt Gaudet's finger off. He's now he's a, a nine and a half fingered person. You know, I'm not nearly as
0: surprised that
1: somebody actually bit somebody else's finger off because it's not hard to bite it's hard to bite your own fingers off, which I don't know who in the world right would try to do that. It but. wasn't your pinky, because that everybody knows that it only it takes the same amount of pressure to bite a pinky off as it does this bite into a baby carrot. I thought that was all fingers. I don't think that it's that easy. I think this would be like a stale pretzel rod. Like you'd have to work for it. If you had enough adrenaline and if you caught it on the right teeth, but if it's your front teeth, you're not getting through. I'm pretty sure I looked it up. I think it's his middle finger that he ended up losing it the to. I, I remember the picture. Yeah. I feel like you'd have to catch it pretty good, and I don't think that you're catching it with the front teeth. No, you're definitely catching it with the side. Those are your stronger ones. Now you know. your Anthropology 130. Now you know why, if you're ever in a brawl, don't have your hand open, hit with a closed fist. You can slap me? You can break. Well, I mean, if you can slap the guy and he's not going to bite your finger off, that's a power move. (laughs) But if not, that's kind of like the guy in the locker room who goes, (laughs) "Just got a lot darker in here." Whoa! Um, But yeah, keep your hand closed. (laughs) That's what you want to do. I didn't even know what you were talking about. I took me a minute. There you go. That's the beauty of this show. Is I'm like three steps ahead, and then you catch up, and then everything get there faster. Let's uh, kind of crazy. Let's get into our last segment. And uh, I wanted to, I wanted you to bring your favorite breakup song because we both have had girlfriends. We both had to deal with big breakups. It's not fun, but music does help. So I want your best breakup song and your, the, the time that you knew that was going to be your breakup song when you were listening to it.
0: Oh, I...
1: Okay. I need the story behind the breakup song. Let's just put it that way. Well... Uh for those of you who know I am I have been lucky enough to find an amazing girl um who has she seems to like you. Yeah, she seems to like me. Um she I don't even I don't know what she is but um she seems to like me. Um and I i have been very lucky to have found uh her and and been able to kind of uh, find my person is how I'll put it. But um, before that, my my, the breakup song was uh, tomorrow by Chris young. And uh,
0: because there was one, I'm trying to think it was, I think
1: it was probably freshman year. No,
0: yeah, no, it was it was freshman year. Um, you remember? I'm not. I don't even. I'm not gonna say her name, but you remember yeah. uh, when we came back in from practice,
1: and we were going up into the locker room, and uh, she was one of the managers. So she pulled oh, freshman me aside. year of high school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'm on the same page. Um, she pulled
0: me aside and said, um, she didn't think it was gonna work out because for one reason or another like I, i'm pretty this is going to sound terrible but i've been told this multiple times it's because i'm too nice or i'm too i go to i'd go too far in too fast
1: or something like that I don't, i'm not something like that but um she told me you know something to that extent and uh it sucked but then i found out that the next day that she was Actually, having uh, a good a good time with the rest of the football team. So she wasn't exclusive. She was not exclusive. Okay. I apparently misunderstood
0: our uh, relationship.
1: <laughs> and you you used "Tomorrow" to get over a girl that was not exclusive.
0: Yeah, because to me, "Tomorrow" is a song that talks about
1: how you know it's not right, but it's hard to walk away. If you listen to the if you listen to the lyrics, it's uh, tonight I'm gonna give in one last time. Rock you strong in these honors of mine, forget all of the regrets that are bound to follow. But tonight, or I don't think you were on the invitation list though. That's no, one. I was not. Which honestly, thank God, because I'm where I'm at today. But um, bless the broken road. That's probably another one, right?
0: Yeah, that was that was gonna that was because I told you before we started that was my second. Like, I had two that were tied.
1: Okay. That's definitely my second one. I'll tell you mine. It's uh, Hurricane by Luke Combs. Mm-hmm. And mainly because I like to scream when I'm upset. Yeah. And I can scream Luke Combs pretty good. Yep. I, uh, I would take I, – I like to shower to kind of relieve anxiety and stuff like that. It makes me feel a little bit better. So, I went in – it was when I was living on the freshman dorm when I was living on the freshman dorm, when I was not the RA of the freshman dorm, I was living on the freshman dorm and I decided that I needed to, uh, I went in and found a shower stall, had my speaker and I was, uh, I put it up, I, I, I took physics in high school. So I knew that if you put the speaker next to the wall, it would make it louder and the shower made it echo. I did not hear like three RAs come in. You got to turn it down. You don't know! I'm dealing with something. I'm going through the thick of it right now. I need Luke, and that's all. That's what I need. So that was my that was my was I love Luke Combs, and I think Hurricane is a jam. It's his first song. It is his first song. That's also the first song I sang publicly karaoke-wise, which I do have that video um, mine was uh, Wanted Dead or Alive and I only remember that because I was with Zach our cousin who's an avid listener of this show shout out Zach um, and some woman I was I was newly 21 I turned 21 in October and we were going to the bar in November so I still had the vertical license I had not switched over anything yet and some woman went up to Zach and was like so you're with him, obviously. How old is he? I want to set him up with my friend. And Zach goes, mm, is, is un baby? He's is not, is un baby. He's 21. And then she just went, Oh, that would probably be a little weird. So, no. But he's a good singer. Well, I mean, like I said, these songs have gotten both of us through tough times. But, uh, i I guess I'll. I guess I'll give her a little bit of a shout out because she just asked me, "How do I listen?" And I'll tell her that later. But uh, shout out Savvy T because uh, through all the different things that have happened, um, I was able to find her and eventually. Um, were you with her when I was in the hospital? No, hmm. I was with. You were with the other one when yeah. I was in the hospital. Yep, that was that must have been rough. Yeah, I apologize. There was no, no consoling.
0: But uh, shout out, Savvy T. We got a lot
1: of stories that we got to tell. Yeah. Because I, I think I'm at a place where I can, I just talked about it on Jonah's podcast, the Athlete for Life podcast, which if you want to hear more about that, and it, he talks a lot about mindset. That's a great podcast to listen to. He's one of my good friends from college. I'm at the point where I can kind of, like we were talking about dark humor. I, get, I compartmentalized it enough that I can make fun of it now. So we got to talk about that. And I'm. We're not going to tell it now because we're going to wrap things up, and, and I'm going to let you tell people one more time where they can listen to us, and, and where they can follow us. But we got to get the story of you, Dad Ned, being forcibly removed from the all-you-can-eat appetizers at TGI Fridays. Trying to get me to that right now? No, or, no, no, no. I said we're we're not telling it right now. Can I can I, get, can I finish my shout out? Yeah, I'll finish your shout out. Uh, so shout out, Savvy T. Uh, love you, baby girl, and uh, I'll.
0: I hope you, I hope you do listen. All
1: right. Now tell everybody where they can follow us one more time.
0: So uh, Instagram and Twitter at Dago express. uh, If you search it, it's a yellow and red
1: uh, profile picture. And uh, on Twitter, you'll see our prom picture that we took. Um, But yeah, those two. And then we don't have, those are the only two social medias that we have set up at the moment. Tuesdays. Is when, you, is when the new episodes will come out. All podcasting platforms, they're still trying to add on iTunes. So I think right now the biggest one is Spotify, but we're on a couple of the smaller ones for Android too. And iTunes will be soon. It always takes, it took, for my first podcast, it took me like six months to be able to put us on there. So hopefully that gets you know, fixed sooner rather than later. But with that, for myself, Jimmy, and my brother, Nick, thank you guys for tuning into the very thick Dago Express podcast, and now let's uh let's rock out to some thick boys. Thickies driving around, and the- yeah, we'll we'll have to. Well, we got. we'll at some point we're gonna rent a car, and I'm gonna rent a Mini Cooper purposely. Give me a slushy. oh cowboys don't drink slushies. Yeah, but then with that, thank you everybody for listening to the Dago Express podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Thick Boy Anthem
0: Ride right through the city like Brennan Shaw I'm on a mission to get it all. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved Don't want them skinny like models I don't need a girl that look like she a cinephile Cause I need everything thick I'm in the kitchen like Jelly Roll Whipping my wrist, man, you know what it is I've been getting my